The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. This is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You are my beloved son. Last week, my six-year-old niece, Bailey, turns over to her little three-year-old sister, and she says, Charlotte, what what are you going to be when you grow up? And so Charlotte thought for a minute, and she said, A dinosaur. Maybe, no, no, maybe a troll. And then Bailey goes, no, no, like, like a veterinarian, like I'm going to be. And she says, oh, um, then a party planner. And so <laughs> seems like a nice little dialogue there. It would have been fun to, to see in person. But it made me reflect on that, that pretty common question, that common you know, dialogue there of what we will be. But it struck me that there's two issues that... Are, that come up that today we can, we can find a little clarity in them. So first off, we don't, cha- we don't change the foundation of who we are as we get older. And secondly, we don't decide it. Our foundation is being beloved, adopted children of God, and who, of whom, in whom he is well pleased. So we can do a number of things, but that doesn't change who we are. We could even reject our identity or not want it, or not know it, but we're still loved infinitely by God. And so what we do reveals who we are, but it's secondary to who we are. There's a really nice story in the, the book, Daring Greatly, where there's a little kid and, and he spills paint all over the desk, and the teacher comes over and says, you are a mess. And the kid says, no, I made a mess, but I'm a beloved child. And so that's, that's, a, that's a powerful distinction that we have, to, we have to, to realize. When John the Baptist was a little, a little one, just being born, everyone asked what kind of child this would be. And they used be interchangeably with the idea of what will he become, you know, with his dad being mute for a while and his mom being elderly. And yet they, they knew that there was something in this, in this life, something in this, this plan and so his core, his main mission, was already established in God's, in God's mind. And it was for him to be able to start to enjoy it, to, to grow from there. And so that plan comes, comes into, into the second issue with that question, what do you want to be? And it's, it's not that what do you want to be, it's not that we, what we want to be, because we didn't put ourselves here. We didn't just invent ourselves Every morning, that's the question I have to ask myself when I wake up is, 
Am I the author or the character? Am I the director or the actor? And that's the, the correct perspective. When I was laying down to be ordained a deacon, I was laying there and I thought, now I'm now this is my role. This is my my part to play, and not a different part than who I am, but the the part in the bigger story that I was made for, my true, my true, my true person, my true role. And so that changes it to be a discovering of, of who we are and choosing what we do, but recognizing that the marching orders come from God. As well, it puts a lot of unnecessary pressure on, on little ones when we say, what are you going to do? It kind of puts them, it pigeonholes, pigeonholes them into deciding why they exist what kind of happiness they're going to have, their purpose, depending on whatever whims, you know, if I want to do this or do that, and how they can reach the, ha- the happiness that we're all looking for. So the more accurate, the more true question that we, we should ask is, what does God want you to do when you grow up? And that leaves room for prayer to discover what he has in store and it takes the pressure off because it, instead of being a life that I've got to, I've got to declare, it's one I get to discover as it, as it unfolds. And that's what Jesus' mission, I mean, he's God himself. And it wasn't like he came in saying, I'm going to save the day. He received that mission that he's going to save the world. And he received it with a lot of simplicity, you know, day, day by day, a lot of humility that it's from, it was always from God the Father. And with a lot of joy, he was able to go about his mission with with a, a great joy. So I apologize for all of you today who would like to become dinosaurs or trolls or party planners, but let's ask God to help us to embrace the reality that we are his beloved adopted children, that he is pleased with us and no matter what we do. And as we discover what he wants us to do during this short time on earth, Let's encourage others and especially ask those, the little ones, what does God want you to do when you grow up? And hopefully today we can, we can be like that little boy I remember down in, in Texas and he said, when I grow up, I want to be a saint. With gratitude in our hearts for the gift of baptism, let us turn to the Father and pray. For the church, that the Lord will bless his people and make them a light for the nations. We pray to the Lord. For all our civil leaders, that they will enact just laws and promote a culture that fosters virtue and abides in truth. We pray to the Lord. For all those to be baptized, especially those preparing for baptism at the Easter Vigil this year, that they will find in the sacrament happiness and peace. We pray to the Lord. For those who live in the darkness of sin or who have left the practice of the faith, that the mercy of Jesus will bring them to repentance and conversion. We pray to the Lord. For those experiencing hardship, especially the homeless and the poor, that they receive compassion and help. We pray to the Lord. For the grace this week to live our baptismal promises with deeper commitment and fervor. We pray to the Lord. For the intention for... Today's Mass is pro popolo, for the, for the parish, for the people, for our own intentions, and for the intentions of Our Lady, let us pray. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. Loving Father, at the baptism of your Son, your voice was our consolation, our hope, 
and our joy. Console us again through your word, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, now and forever. Amen. Amen. For the intentions of Our Lady, we sing.